Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Hello and welcome. It is Tuesday, October 19th. Welcome to today's podcast. So glad to have you on. I am uh, still up north and uh, enjoyed visiting some churches, meeting with some folks over the weekend and yesterday. And um, yeah, so uh, about two or three weeks into the sab- my sabbatical, so spending some time learning from some other churches and uh, yeah, as we begin to think about multiplication, it's been a good experience to see how other folks are doing it and doing it well. Yeah, man, I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged about the church. It's awesome to see what God is doing in so many places. God is at work in the church. So despite what you hear, man, about the people of God or the church or how you know defeated or in disarray it is or fearful it is, don't believe it. Don't believe it. Fake news. Church is strong. So, yeah, I'm encouraged. So, hey, welcome to the podcast. Today we are on John chapter 2. We are going through the New Testament, and specifically we're going through the Gospel of John now. It just started yesterday with John chapter 1, and now today we jump over to John chapter 2. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. So let's do it, y'all. Let's jump into John chapter 2. See what the Lord has to say to us. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. All right. Well, Jesus going to a wedding. There's a wedding going on here. Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. Now, you know them big old boys are going to eat some food. Come on. You You got 12 fishermen. And Jesus, morning, man, you, getting ready for a wedding next month for my daughter. I'm thinking, man, I don't want tw- 12 more big old fishermen there to eat and drink. Oh, my goodness. Could you imagine? Could you imagine the food bill? Anyway, Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, you need to do something. <laughs> uh, well, not exactly. They, she said, they have no more wine. And Jesus is like, right, well, so what's that got to do with me? <laughs> uh, now, this is, a, you know, in the, it's on a serious note. In, the, in antiquity, this was a big deal. Um, social etiquette, um, you know, shame and honor was a big deal. And you never wanted to be shamed and you always wanted to keep honor. And it would be a, an, inc- an incredible embarrassment to the family, uh, the host family, should they run out of wine. Uh, to not uh, properly accommodate for your guest was a an embarrassment. And uh, we, you know, we, we make a big deal about individualism, and, and you know, uh, in that com- in that gener- in that uh, culture, it was a lot more about community. You wanted you did not want to be dishonored in your community. You didn't want to dishonor your community. And so to, to not properly accommodate for guests would be uh, 
that would be no good. Uh, that would be a faux pas. So, so the wine was gone, gone. Jesus' mother looked to Jesus and said, "Boy, you better do something." <laughs> no, she said, "They have no more wine." Verse four, woman, Jesus says, "Why do you involve me? Why is this my problem? I'm just a guest." And we hear it in English. This sounds very crude, like "woman." What do you mean, woman? No, it, it's it's not. It was not uncommon. It was lady. Um, it was not an uncommon or. or uh, I mean, it was different for Jesus not to call her him her mother. I mean, Mary was his mom, but uh, it wasn't as perhaps crude or harsh as it might sound to our ears. But anyway, uh, woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, "My hour." Has not yet come. It ain't my time to do my thing. But Mary says, oh, yes, it is. Boy, you get yourself up and you do something about this right now. I know you can do it. I know what you, I know you got the power. Get up. You take care of it. You, you helped his family, boy. <laughs> Mama speak. Jesus, jump up. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Jesus was like, I haven't even said I was going to do anything yet. But he knows. And she knows. So nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. So you got six stone jars, each holding 20 to 30 gallons. So 20, conservatively, 20 gallons, six stones. You got 120 gallons here. Between 120 and 150 gallons. Um... Jesus, actually, was it six times 180 gallons? Jesus said to the servants, so now do you see Jesus, Jesus jumping, jumping into action here. He's going to help out. He's going to do something. Jesus says, fill the jars with water. Okay. So they fill the water, so they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. And the master of the banquet was the, you know, the one who, the head, the head waiter, head server, the wine steward. He would be the one who would be make sure that all the accommodations were appropriate and and were uh, uh, quality control, so to speak. So they brought it to the head of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had turned into wine. What? This water had been turned into wine. Now, the, the, the wine steward, the master of the banquet, he doesn't know this. All he knows is that they just brought him something to taste. And when he tasted it, he's like, this is really good wine. He did not realize where it had come from. He didn't know it was a miracle. Though the servants who had drawn the water knew, those who drew it knew, because they drew, they drew, they just draw, they just drew out fresh, fresh tap water. He like... I, all, I, all I brought to you was some tap water, and you're going to tell me this tastes good? Okay. But they knew something had changed. Jesus had, had changed the chemistry of the water. Then the bridegroom, uh, then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine. After the guests have had too much to drink. But you saved the best until now. See, most people sneaky. 
They wait till everybody get everybody drunk. They don't know no difference. They give them the cheapest old, nasty old soul wine. They don't even know the difference. But the guy's like, no, he gives them an incredible compliment in front of everyone. So what turned out to be what could have been a moment of shame turns out into a, to be an incredible moment of of uh, of, of uh, compliment. You've saved the best for your guests. Wow, what a great host you are. You saved the best for your guests. Now, there's so many lessons here, right? I mean, first of all, I mean, don't miss the forest for the trees. First of all, Jesus is the kind of guy you invite to a party. Come on. I mean, don't miss the forest for the trees. Jesus is invited to a party. They wanted him there. Not only did they want Jesus there, they invited a bunch of his friends. They're like, those dudes are hilarious. <laughs> those dudes are a riot. They are awesome. You got to have them at your party. Invite Jesus and those 12 big old burly boys. Bring them to your party and you're going to have you gonna have stories for years. <laughs> you're going to have stories for years. Now they can't eat. Now they can't put away some groceries. I'm going to tell you that right now. They can't put away some groceries. But I'll tell you but just the stories. Oh my goodness, you got stories. And they already did. They already had stories. What? What story? They ran out of wine. So, but but get get that. I mean, we think of Jesus as like this. Sometimes we we get the picture of just Jesus as like he's always in the church. No, Jesus wasn't always in the church. Jesus was most of the time with people. He wasn't always in a worship service. He was most of the time with people, and people like to be with Jesus. People that were not like Jesus liked Jesus. Yeah, people that were nothing like Jesus liked Jesus. I think that says something about us, right? We need, we need to be those kind of people. Today, once you go out today, you may see that person is nothing like me. That may be true. But, you know, they can still like you. You can still like them. Even people that aren't anything like you, you can still like them. You can still love them. You can still be the hands and feet of Jesus and influence them. That's Jesus did. People that were nothing like Jesus, like Jesus. So Jesus goes to the wedding and turns water into wine. Now I have a nice, you know, people, people banter about that too. Well, it wasn't real wine, it was grape juice. No, it was wine. If Jesus would have turned water into juice, it would say the guy turned water into juice. Wine is wine, juice is juice. <laughs> now it is true that um, the alcohol content of wine in the first century was generally lower than it is today. Um, so, so that is true, but it was still wine, and good wine is good wine, good juice is good juice. Well, good wine is good wine. I mean, if it had been Coca Cola, he said made good. He made a good Coke, uh, Coke Zero here. No, he made wine, water into wine. Um. So where are we? Oh, I lost my page. Here we go. Verse uh, 11. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory. And his disciples believed in him. And Jesus will show there will be seven signs in the book of John. This is the first of the seven. Um, there, will be, uh, there will be the healing of the officials. Um, servant. There will be the, I don't know them all. I'm just going to give you a few of them. Uh, the feeding of the 5,000, the raising of Lazarus from the dead. Um, there'll, be, there'll be others. The uh, healing of the blind man. There's, there's seven 
miracles or seven signs in the book of John. Verse 13, but Jesus doesn't always just party. Look, Jesus isn't just a party man. He didn't just go to parties. He also went to church. Sometimes when he went to church, he wasn't as much fun. <laughs> you want to contrast, the Jesus at the party is a lot more fun than the, than the Jesus that goes to church. Because <laughs> when he go to church, look, when he goes to the wedding, he turns water into wine. When he goes to the church, he starts tr- making whips. <laughs> And turning over tables. They're like, no, no, Jesus, we need, we need, we need to take you to another party. <laughs> Watch this. What a contrast, right? What a contrast. I mean, if ever you want to know if Jesus' heart is towards those who are far from God and where his judgment often comes, why, look at just John chapter 2. His heart is towards people who are far from God and his judgment often, often comes first to the religious people. Watch this. Verse 13. Now, he just did all his miracles. He just had this awesome time at a party think he would be happier verse 13 when it was almost time for the jewish passover jesus went up to jerusalem in the temple courts he found people selling cattle and sheep and doves and others sitting at tables exchanging money see now what happened what 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 had happened was when people would go to the temple they would come from all these other regions and there was only a specific uh type of currency that could be used in the temple it had to be a, a, a certain currency. That was a temple tax. And so you had to exchange your uh, local currency for the temple currency. So you had these tables. And of course, it was, they, they made that exchange at a, at a cost, at a price. And so in the temple course, he found people selling cattle, sheep. These are all offerings, right? So, so you didn't have to carry your, your cattle and your sheep all the way from where you came from. You could just buy it at the temple, offer your sacrifice to God. And there were people sitting at tables exchanging money. Look, he didn't make no wine here. What did he make? He made whip. <laughs> verse 12. I mean, sorry, verse 15. So he made a whip out of cords and drove all of them rascals out of the temple courts, both the sheep and the cattle. He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned the tables. I'm telling hashtag temple Jesus. Look, we always talk about Jesus meek and mild. That wasn't the only Jesus we see in the Bible. We also see temple Jesus right here, making whips, throwing over tables, scaring the little animals. Verse <laughs> um, 16. To those who sold doves, he said, get these out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a market. That's not what God's house is supposed to be about. His disciples remembered that it is written, zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then responded to him, what sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all this? Who are you to clean the temple? What, by, what, what can you do? What um, sign can you show us to prove that you have the authority to do what you've just done? Jesus said to them, answered them, Verse 19, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. Mm. He said, this temple, he said, this temple is just bricks and mortar, man. I'm going to raise it up in three days. He's not talking about physical temple. He's predicting the the destruction of the temple, but he's talking about his own body, his his death and resurrection. His body, he will die, but he will be raised in three days. He's going to be the new access point to God, Not not a physical structure. Yeah, 
You betcha. Verse 20. They replied, It has taken 46 years to build this temple, and you are going to raise it up in three days? You're going to raise it in three days? But the temple he had spoken of was his body. Verse 22. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said. So here John is looking back to post-resurrection and giving us a little insight, a little window in. It's like when after the resurrection, the disciples would remember this occasion that Jesus had said this. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. Now, while he was in the festival at the Passover, while he was in Jerusalem at the Passover festival, many people saw the signs he was performing and believed in his name. So they see all the miracles that Jesus is doing. This is an interesting passage. This is really interesting right here. So they, because you think, man, they, they believe in him. So Jesus like welcomed them and, and affirmed them. But watch, he doesn't. This is crazy. So he's, 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 people saw him performing miracles and they believed in his name. Verse 24, but Jesus would not entrust himself to them for he knew all people. He did not need any testimony about mankind for he knew what was in each person. So what was that mean? That's crazy, right? Like, so what the, the sense is that Jesus does these miracles. He's doing these signs and wonders and people are intrigued and they believe in him. But Jesus is, knows their true heart and their true heart is that they don't really believe in him. They are just impressed by the signs. So he's like, I'm not, he doesn't, com, he doesn't commit himself to them. Why? Because they haven't really seen who he really was. They haven't really committed to him. Because he knows what's in the heart. Later on, it gets towards the end. Yes, he receives followers. He receives, but at this point, they don't really even know what they're, they, they're just chasing signs. And that's a good warning for us, man. We can't be chasing signs and wonders. When God blesses and, and does miraculous signs and wonders, that's a blessing. But we can't be chasing signs and wonders. We chase after the heart of God. We believe God because of who he is, not because of the signs he has done. We believe in him because of the, the one sign. What? The crucifixion, death. Because he destroyed the temple and raised it again. He made the access point for us to God through the, his death and resurrection. Through his sacrificial death on the cross. His resurrection on the third day on Easter Sunday. That's the sign. Capital T. The sign. One time Jesus will say a, uh, a depraved, a crooked and depraved generation looks for a sign, but none will be given except the sign of the of Jonah, of the prophet Jonah, three days in the belly of a whale. Jesus, it was a sign of Jesus, three days in darkness, raised to new life. That's the sign. Man, that's awesome. Hey, well, we finished chapter two. Kind of interesting contrast, right? Jesus is, Jesus is the, is the, keeps the party going in, uh, at the wedding and he shuts the party down at church. Jesus keeps the party going when he's at the wedding and shuts it down at the church. He turns water into wine at the wedding and he turns cords into whips at church. Hmm. Hashtag temple Jesus. He don't play. The house of God cannot be a market, man. The house of God is a place of worship, a place to focus on God and adore him. Hmm. Hey, man, well, hey, this today, invite Jesus to your party. Invite Jesus to your party. Jesus is awesome at parties. People like Jesus at parties. Jesus loved people. He and people felt affirmed and encouraged 
when they were around Jesus. They felt that they, they learned things. They were challenged. They were brought to face-to-face uh, -face with truth. That's awesome. That's awesome. God is good, man. God is good. Hey, you know what we do? Let's, let's pray. You know, we read, we pray, we change the world. It's time to pray, man. Let's pray the Word of God um, over our lives today. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for being part of this podcast. Thank you for uh, your commitment to learning and growing together. It's awesome. It's a blessing. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your Word. Thank you for our Savior, Jesus. Thank you for your power and majesty and your willingness to... Um, to step in when you're needed and do amazing and miraculous things. God, thank you that you have the power to turn water into wine. That you have the ability and the power to turn shame into rejoicing. Lord, thank you for your justice and your zeal. Lord, we pray that we would always be aware of your holiness and your goodness. Of your power and your majesty. Lord, help us to be your hands and feet today. Help us to, for people who aren't even like us, to like us because they see you in us. Lord, I pray your blessing upon each and every one of my friends today. May you encourage them and strengthen them. Let them know how much you love them today. Encourage them. Give them the strength for the day. If there's any anxiety or angst or fear or worry, Lord, I cast it out in the name of Jesus. And in its place, I pray peace, confidence, holiness, and grace. Lord, we love you and we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you today. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Hey, send me an email if you have a comment, feedback, suggestion, prayer request, whatever it is. I'd love to hear from you. The email address for the podcast is Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. God bless you today. Thanks for liking it. Thanks for your subscribing it. Thanks for smashing that like button, smashing that subscribe button. I really appreciate that. And uh, makes it easier for people to find us and to be a part of this, uh, this growing learning community. Well, God bless you today. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.